Hi, I'm Jenny Ottaway, and welcome to the foundation of you. Whether you're feeling stuck in your job or you're considering a midlife crisis, hold up, there's a better way. I'm here to help you knock down the walls that no longer serve you. I'll teach you tools to help you rebuild your life, your way, the auto way. Let's get started. Well, hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. We've got a very special guest for this episode, and I actually have known her only a short while, and we met briefly through a mastermind that we were both in together, but she made a lasting impression on me, and I've been following her journey on Instagram, and I invited her on this podcast, and I'm so excited because Suki Chan is here to chat with us about just her journey and where she has been and how she got to where she is now. So Suki, welcome to the show. Um, I just wanted to just also say that you're a light leader who empowers others to play and to answer our deepest desires and live life for yourself. And I just love that. I I really do. I think it's such a powerful message to share with the world. How did you come up with that? What was sort of behind? How did you know that you were a light leader getting to here at this point? First of all, hi, everyone. I am so excited. My name's Suki, and I'm just incredibly honored to be on Jenny's podcast because likewise, when we were in the mastermind, she made a very lasting impression on me. And then she then skedaddled onto another circle. (laughs) (laughs) We never got to connect fully. Yeah. Yeah. However, I've always loved your reels on Instagram. Thank you. So thank you for having me. Oh, it's such a pleasure too. So likewise, um, and your, you know, as I said, like your journey has just been very, um, it's, it's just very deep. Like you're, you're, you know, you show your full self as, as who you are, particularly on your social media account and on Instagram, which I'll share in the show notes, by the way. But yeah, how did you come to this point in your life where you suddenly are just this, this beacon, this light leader? That's a really good question. Well, I would say the journey, in my opinion, is really my whole life, my whole 26 years since I've arrived here in this body. You know, where I began, where I would begin is I've always been many things in my life. I've played many roles. And I feel like this would definitely resonate with a lot of people whether we are associating ourselves as a daughter, as a sibling, as a friend. And then there was one point in my life where I played on so many roles and hats that I knew something was off kilter, something was off balance. And so I kept on getting intuitive nudges to slow down. I had just graduated university. I got into my dream job in advertising, Mm. which is something that is phenomenal, seeing that I graduated with a science degree. I worked my way into that industry. I've gotten amazing mentors and promotions, but still it's that classic, it looks good on paper, but it doesn't resonate with me. 
And it was at that point I stopped. I went into my own self-love and healing journey. And I discovered what I really came here to do, which was very shocking to live life for myself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, to be able to. And actually, I think because we're told as you grow up, you know, don't think about yourself, think about others. And I think that does a big disservice to ourselves and to our soul because it doesn't allow us, you know, to really understand who we are and and what is our passion. As you say, it looks good on paper, but when we get it, it, it's just something that doesn't feel right. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it is one of the biggest disservices to think that self-love is selfish Mm. or to be told to don't think about yourself, always think about other people. You know, this is a concept that I feel like I will continue to grasp for the rest of my life because as a soul, I believe that we're all here to uplift each other. Anyone who's listening to this podcast, I'm sure has a big heart and wants to leave a lot of magic in this world. The thing is, is that sometimes we do get caught up on what we're doing and saying versus who we're being. Because for me, when I look back on all my mentors or people who inspire me, it's rarely about what they're saying and doing. It's their energy. It's their authenticity with themselves. Mm, Yeah, that's so beautiful. And how are they being? Because, yeah, I mean, we can we can look a certain way. We can, um, you know, say certain things that could sound right. But if we're not being that, then how there's just that's it is out of alignment. It's out of kilter. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And so what I loved, actually, I was doing a little bit of research because um, I wanted to understand, you know, I, I've seen, I know your your journey, but I wanted to understand a little bit deeper. And you've got a manifesto. You created a manifesto that is beautiful, not only because everything I read about it just um, has this this way of just speaking to my soul. I mean, in fact, I'm just going to read a couple of lines from your manifesto because what I loved is that my podcast is, as we know, it's foundation of you, but it's heart, soul, desire. And and I found all three of those things in your manifesto. And I was like, aha, no wonder we are so in alignment (laughs) together. So, you, you know, you say, I am a soul here to play. So as a soul here to play, tell me about that. What does that actually mean for you? How did you know that this is what you were meant to do? It's more so about what I feel I'm here to do versus what I know I'm here to do. The best way I can describe it is let's talk about Disney because that's always what's resonated most with me in relation to this topic. Disney movies has this impeccable power for me to really help me come back to myself and what I'm here to do and who I'm here to be. If anyone has watched Soul, Mm. the Pixar movie, there's one specific scene that pretty much describes that line that you just mentioned. 
And that's when, spoiler, (laughs) spoiler (laughs) alert, when 22, the main character of the movie, finally gets her Earth badge and she's jumped out of where she was in the universe, wherever that is, and she's heading down towards Earth. And you hear all this laughter coming from her, from other tiny souls that are dropping into this Earth space. And that's the visual that I get when I wrote, I am a soul here to play. When I had the intention of coming down here, I knew that the goal is to play. I knew that sifting through contrast was a part of the journey. Expanding is a part of the journey, but having fun and loving myself and my life is also a part of the journey. That's what I came here to do. So that really is why I wrote I am a soul. I'm here to play like children. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I've actually got tears in my eyes, you guys. I feel that there's just so much wisdom there for all of us. And I've also watched that movie. And as as Suki knows, I'm a huge Disney fan. I mean, I've I've just done, you know, my last podcast episode was on the three Disney songs from Frozen and Frozen 2. So I am there with you, sister. I totally relate. And I think there's so much goodness. And obviously there are people behind the storylines that are written for those Disney movies who are the, you know, who do share this this wisdom that that you've just shared of being a soul and that playfulness and childlikeness. And I actually don't think you're never too old to watch a Disney movie. There's just, it's, it's written for the children, but it's also written, I think, more so for the adults who are taking their children to watch it. And it just, that whole movie soul just, oh, it just gave me goosebumps, you know? It was incredible. Yeah. So if people haven't watched it, you definitely have to watch it. And I think the other thing that I love too is in your manifesto, you say, I love following my heart and all its wild desires for no other reason than it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Was there any inspiration that came from that line or that feeling? Or how did you come up with knowing that following your heart was going to be so, feel so good? Mm. Yeah, for sure. I love this question because we all want to follow our hearts, no? We all want something that we want to do in one exact moment, who we want to become in this chapter of our lives, maybe some strengths to develop and some weaknesses to slay down. Whatever it is, I feel that the only reason why we don't go for it is because we need to justify ourselves and we need to prove our existence sometimes. That's why we feel that we can't do something. And again, like these words that flowed out of me, it's through years of personal growth and that I've just arrived to recently, which is that I like following my heart because it feels good. Mm. It's not because I'm here to be anything for anyone, not to look a certain way, not to achieve the success that maybe I thought I meant to achieve it just because it feels good. And it comes back down to the whole idea of 
you know, life is meant to feel good. You're meant to be happy. And of course there's sadness in between. Like that's how we grow. But again, it comes back to when you tap into the knowing that life is actually meant to feel good. It frees up a lot of things for you because you realize following your heart was really the only way. Yeah. Yeah. Freedom. Yeah. There's a lot of freedom around that. And I think because we know of a lot of people who don't follow their heart and who end up feeling this disappointment or they feel that, I don't know, you know, regret maybe, but I think there are, there's something to be said for following your dreams and following your heart and not listening to anybody else except for yourself. Yeah. And that's not selfish, is it? Definitely not, because you have to be selfish to be selfless. I don't see any other way for that because I actually have a lot of friends who are wiser, older, in their 50s, 60s, and they all say the same thing, which is, I just wish I followed my desires more and did what I wanted to do and not cared so much about what people think. You know, so when I think about this and I reflect on it and you see other people in your environment, maybe not following their hearts and how this translates to their relationships, maybe it's resentment, maybe it's, you know, a bit of bitterness or just unhappiness, right? You cannot uplift other people when you're not full, Mm -hmm. right? Like, even though you can lend a piece of your heart out and share and be generous, It's never as powerful as when you're so full of life, you're so full of yourself that other people watching you are actually empowered to find that own power within themselves. That to me is selfishness turning to selflessness. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Because there's that, there is that, you know, you do, as you said, you need to be selfish to be selfless. But it's not the kind of selfish that we're thinking of, the traditional selfish, you know, because I, I, there's that, I get a sense of meanness <laughs> when I think of selfish, you know, <laughs> like, or yeah, that's the Grinch. Yeah, the Grinch, right. <laughs> and, and so it is really about, there, there's even, there's boundaries. There's so setting boundaries of what you allow into your you know, into yourself or the things that happen to you or for you, that setting those boundaries so that you are able to, you know, to, to expand. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because sometimes when we think of selfishness, we immediately think back to the programming that we received as a kid, probably that you got to share your toys because that's how you blend in with your environment. That's how you belong. And that's how you receive. We know that, you know, Mm. we're heart-led people. We're soul-led people. It does not matter whether we're spiritual or not. I believe at the root of who we are, we are a social species and we want to share. We want to give. Nobody feels good when they're like keeping things to themselves, right? Mm. So it's all about like what the word has become to in our society and also what it really means because 
Is it really selfish to care about how you feel? Is it really selfish to prioritize your own well-being first so you can serve others? Even when we're on an airplane, they tell you, put your own oxygen mask first before you help your child because you got to take care of yourself first so you can take care of others. So I believe the world is shifting now to know that there's more possibilities and that selfishness is not what we thought it was. Yes. Yes, exactly. I've, there's, there's definitely this movement. And if you're lucky, well, not luck, but if you're seeking that and you find that, then it's just so beautiful to be around that energy. It's like before when you were talking about um, the Disney movies and how they lift you up. It's like this vibrational um, pull. It like it pulls you up and it energizes you. And it, it just, it's this thing that just lifts our, you know, by being, by filling up your cup and being this bright light, you know, your, your energy, you're operating at a whole new different level, right? Yeah. And I love that you brought up Disney again, because something that just came through that I want to share is there's a reason why children's movies and Disney movies are so potent and so pure and so fulfilling for adults to watch because before when I was young, Disney movies was more so entertainment and it's inspiring, it feels good. But since I dived into my own spirituality, every time I watch a Disney movie, I tear up first because I'm emotional. (laughs) Second, (laughs) because I can feel the resonance of its message, the truth that it carries no matter how old we are, because just like how we receive ideas and we create and we serve others through our downloads, we're also witnessing and experiencing another person's download and it all comes from the same source. So now when I watch movies from Disney or any like uplifting movie, I just feel amazed by the magic that it contains because it's always the same message over and over again, which is, you know, you're here to live. You're here to just be yourself and everything's going to be okay. Mm. Yes. Yes. And I've, there's like the songs, it's, it really, the, the musical score and the songs that are written for the Disney movies are really just so thoughtful you know, so much thought goes into the characters. I mean, I actually um, watched the behind the scenes making of Frozen 2 on Disney Plus when I watched the whole series. And I was like, oh my gosh, so much thought and effort and just consideration goes into, there's so much detail, but they want to, they, they want to do exactly that. They're there to uplift people, to give them that better experience and, and knowing that, yeah, life gets to be fun. It gets to be playful and be who you are because there's only one you, you're unique. Whether or not you're, you know, I don't know if you're, you know, you've got that special power of, of turning people frozen, but you know, you're still you. 
<laughs> to ice, right? You're still you. And it's just, yeah, learn how to learn how to cope and, and, and excel with whatever gifts you've been given. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I remember I was watching your, or listening to your episode today, right? I mentioned to you. Yeah. Thank Even you. with Frozen, um, Elsa has the powers, but Anna doesn't have the powers and you see her grow throughout the movies as well. I feel like we're just advertising Disney. <laughs> I know. I, I think so. Well, the things that inspire us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the younger sister doesn't have any frozen powers, you know, but she goes through her own journey of feeling enough, of feeling like she's, you know, who she is and she finds her own playground, right? That's the beauty of it. Like, we're all souls here to play and we're all here in our own little playground as much as though in our 3D world, we feel like we're sharing a space, but on the quantum level and on the whatever magical level, we're mm-hmm. all on in our own playgrounds. Yeah. Yes, we are. And that's what's so, as you said, magical. There's just so much magic and world of possibility and actually infinite possibilities. So you think that there's only one outcome, but there's multiple outcomes. And it's just how bold are you willing to choose or how bold are you willing to go, to go? And I've always said, you know, I've always said, whatever is possible, you know, let's look at whatever is possible, because that to me is more, far more interesting because if we get to have it all, wow, what a, what a, an incredible place to be. We do get to have it all. <laughs> yeah. I would say. <laughs> yeah. But you know, we're taught from a young age to compete, to compare. Um, you know, we're, I, I think there's a lot of, you mentioned it before conditioning or, you know, how we've been told to be that there's not enough of let's say a pie, you know, there's not enough of the pie to go around for everybody. But I say, you know, so bake another pie because there is, there's, so, there's, you know, you can have that plus you can have this and you can, you know, you can have whatever you desire. Yeah. I love that. Make your own pie. What? Yeah. Maybe someone else's pie isn't even that delicious. Maybe they like pumpkin and you don't like pumpkin. You actually <laughs> yeah. like apple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's, that's where the, you know, it's, that's where I feel like there's this, you, you know, we're marching in line two by two, you know, and it takes a lot to step out of that line and to say, actually, that doesn't work for me. This is what works for me. It's sort of like before we were talking um, and you mentioned, you know, you worked in advertising and how that didn't feel in alignment. So you stepped out of the line because I don't know, the, the belief is, okay, get a, get a stable job, which happens to be corporate or happens to be working for somebody else because, you know, that's the consistent paycheck. And then you know what to expect. You step mm-hmm. out of that. What's that like? Oh, well, stepping out of it was definitely a fun ride, mainly between me and my ego. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I like that you mentioned stability and paycheck because I think it really circles back to 
the foundation of your topic, which is our foundations. Mm. So often we feel that the foundation for ourselves is maybe conditional, a good job, good relationships, good mentors, and all of those things are a part of our foundation. But I do believe that we as a species has, we've evolved to the point where it's actually, we can survive no matter what happens. Mm. We have enough to survive every day. So the foundation that we often are looking for is within and unconditional. And so the process of me deciding to leave my corporate job was actually quite easy, but the moments before was hard because I kept on feeling this intuitive nudge and pull to look within, but there were many reasons that I gave myself as to why I maybe shouldn't do that. Well, first of all, stable paycheck, um, what it looks like to other people. I had told myself and my friends that I graduated from science and I got into advertising and this looks amazing in terms of my story. But you always know. You always know when something isn't right for you. And that's okay if you're willing to stay in it for longer because I stayed in it for an extra year Mm -hmm. before I actually made the move. Just know that this is the desire to do something else will never leave. It will only grow and grow because, Mm -hmm. you know, law of attraction. So it's at what point are you willing to just say, no, I'm not going to deal with this discomfort anymore. I choose the unknown that seems like it holds a lot more possibilities and magic. Mm. And then once you make that change and the more you follow your own heart and all its wild desires, you'll instantly know that when something's not right for you and you pivot. Yes. Yes. Because there's not just one road. There's not just one way to go. I think you said, um, I was looking before on your um, website and you were like, all roads lead to home. So beautiful. Yeah, all roads lead to home. It's just quite remarkable when you think about how so many things happen in our lives, all the twists and turns, yet we are never one day ahead or one day behind. We are exactly where we need to be in this exact moment. And that's something that I feel like we can all develop appreciation for because we never get it done. You know, we can never get it wrong. Abraham Hicks, if anyone is listening. So what's stopping us from just fully enjoying who we are now? It all comes down to a choice, you guys. You know, you can always look at other people. You can always look at what they have and what you don't have yet, or even just be extremely hard on yourself for not achieving what you want by now. Mm-hmm. But at one point, your heart will speak so loud and you just decide, screw it. I'm just, I'm just going to be happy regardless because there's something really wrong in this moment. And the wrongness that we feel and the discomfort is often our soul our inner being, the universe telling us, yeah, you, you were meant to feel good. <laughs> That's what they're trying to tell us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
And what do I then as a soul have to do? What do I have to do as a human to then shift that? And that is mm-hmm. to take action. That is to, um, and, and what you said before, if it doesn't work, if that particular road doesn't work, you just pivot. Yeah. You know that, and that's, and people might say, oh, but I've got a family or I've got, you know, people around me. But I believe that when you show people what it's like or what it feels like to follow your heart, you know, you're, you followed that you, it helps you to deepen and nurture the relationship with yourself by doing that. And you show others what is possible for themselves as well. Yeah. And I really love this that I've discovered recently. And it really helped me put things into perspective in relation to my parents. Mm -hmm. Because I do recognize that a lot of people, their reasoning for not going after something they want is because of, you know, their obligations and their responsibilities. And I do want to preface that. I feel like the reason why there's so many people who are younger now who are able to achieve all these great things is because our parents have paved the way and older generations have, you know, shown us the way and given us the security. It's also because we're just younger. We are younger souls in a fresh body with less resistance. And those who are you know, have lived here longer on this earth, have more resistance and a little bit more conditioning. So that's why I feel like that young people are so brave and courageous and even children, one day they're skiing and then one day they're surfing or something. Mm -hmm. It's really just about maybe perhaps your level of resistance within you. Yeah. And I think the resistance comes from, it's sort of like, you know, we were talking before rebuilding a new foundation. So you've got all these walls. Like, so when we get hurt, when we experience something that doesn't make us feel good, we put up a wall and then, Mm -hmm. then we don't allow ourselves to feel that way again. And I think when you go out and you pursue something that is meaningful to you, you're taking a risk and you're risking that that wall could be, you know, might be um, penetrated. Somebody might get through and, you know, that's why it's important. I think to just, you know, through, through work, working on ourselves, let those walls fall down so that we can actually show the real self. And then it doesn't matter. You know, we are who we are and, you know, people are going to judge anyway, whether you move forward with your dreams or you don't. So you might as well move forward with your dreams. I find it so inspirational, Jenny, that you're doing what you're doing because I have made that observation before. Thank you. With you showing up on social, you being in the mastermind with me. I just thought, I don't ever think it's too late because I know someone who's doing this, who has a family, who has obligations. And here she is showing up online creating these awesome reels that, <laughs> Thank you. you know, I don't even create myself. <laughs> and I just think, you, you know, it does not matter the age of the body because we are all just here for a reason. And it does not matter. Like you just got to decide 
at one at which point of your life are you going to choose your happiness and that is the nugget that is the nugget oh i just got goosebumps that is the nugget (laughs) (laughs) at what point are you going to choose happiness for yourself and for you only and i think people will try and tell you that you can't or, you know, for your own safety or for love or, you know, they do it, people do it for all sorts of reasons. But if you can tune out the voices that are outside of you and listen to the one that's inside of you, then I think, what do I really want? How do I want to live my life? And, and how can I then serve others? Because, this is also probably the nugget is that it's not about us. It's about others and how we show up Mm -hmm. and help others. And that's where the, the satisfaction or the, you know, as souls, we feel we're serving, you know, to serve and to help others is just, there's just so much that comes back to us. We think it's the opposite, right? Yeah. It's a flow really. The more you give, the more you receive, the more you receive, the more you give. What's most important throughout this entire flow is that you remain as an open channel that's true to yourself and -hmm. your own intentions. Some people have intentions to just live off in the mountains and just be with themselves and maybe meditate every day and namaste. That's cool. Yeah. Other people love being in a big community that's why I like that's why I've come to the role of light leadership because I truly believe that when we are playing, we are answering our intentions and desires. We are shining. And when we are shining, we are the service. Mm. The guy in the mountain versus the guy in a community of people serving them, they're both equally bright. They're both equally powerful because they're both true to themselves and they're both lit up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just a matter of which one aligns with you. And, and I also think that no matter what you do, you always have to come back to the grounded self where you are, whether that be through nature, the mountains, the ocean, um, the trees, the forest, you know, there's always got to be, it's not just you as a, as an individual soul, there's, you know, there's so much around us and the ego wants to take a step in and, you know, all of these and the outside forces. But when you come back to self through those things that help you reconnect with, and again, it's, it's, it's really about the energy of the earth and the energy that you, where you get your biggest energy, right? Yeah. Where do you get your groundedness or like inspiration from nature like would it be earth or like ocean or Mm. what's the element for you yeah yeah and maybe that's why the zodiacs are air fire water and what's the other one what's the third one air is it air water fire and sun no (laughs) i shouldn't have led with that air water fire earth earth Right? Are you an is earth it? sign? Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah, earth sign are like the Capricorns. The, yeah, earth. I think it's earth. Although technically the three elements are within earth. But. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't matter, but it was just something that I was thinking, that's how we get grounded. We 
we get grounded through those, the different elements. But I think it's important for us to always explore that. And I, and I think, I know here in Sydney, we were in lockdown for a number of months, for about four and a half months, I think it was in the end. And it really was about connecting back to ourselves and finding the thing that made us feel good. And for me, it was going out into even just into my backyard and picking flowers and, you know, or even just, we had, we have a mulberry tree in our backyard. So picking the mulberries and just feeling like I was back in nature. I I tell you that was, it was so therapeutic. And then I would have people, um, I would give people mulberries And that to me was, you know, giving, and I would always have the story behind it. You know, this is part of nature and nature gives to us and so willingly and openly. And then because we take nature thrives because it's like you pick and you continue that Mm. growth process. It's incredible. Wow. That's so beautiful. Yeah. Because it's, it reminds me of a tree where a tree doesn't really worry about where it's getting its resources, it's just being provided and it gives, it gives a home to squirrels, all these other, you know, nice and maybe not so nice things like insects, but (laughs) you know, a tree is standing still, it's standing proudly and tall and it just knows that it's here to live and it's thriving. It's by them thriving, other things around them thrive. And that's really just an extension of us, really. We're all the same. Yeah, we are all the same. Hmm. And I think that when we recognize that in this, we're all having a human experience and we're all feeling different emotions and things are, you know, challenges happen where we feel these these emotions where, you know, sometimes it's, quite hard to get back to center and through different tools and techniques, like, you know, I do theta healing and I do meditation and I, I read and, you know, there's ways to get back to center. And I notice that, you know, you run, you're very much into emotions and feeling emotions and letting that out and, you know, acknowledgement and recognizing the emotions. You've got a masterclass called emotions. And yes, that when you've, you've got the solidness of a tree, but you've also got, we've got so many emotions that, that we experience and it's important to let those emotions out. Right. Oh yeah. My relationship with my emotions have changed drastically over the years because I'm a triple water sign. So my sun, moon, and rising are all water signs. Wow. Um, but then when I was young, I was just like the coolest girl ever. I mean, it doesn't sound like it when I say it like that, but I definitely didn't express myself a lot. Yep. And I realized that my emotions are my superpower. I do not know what I would do without them now because I know what feels good to me and I know what doesn't feel good to me. And I actually was telling myself today as a mantra that everything I need, I already have. And everything I want is already coming. And by that, I meant what I need are, is my guidance system and my inner being. And what I want is just all the other desires. But most importantly is my guidance system, my emotions. So 
just knowing what your emotions mean, observing yourself through it, recognizing yourself in it is such a priceless experience that words can't even describe the amount of compassion you develop for yourself when you learn to see yourself in all your edges. Yeah. All your edges and all the, you know, there's actually, there's a song and I'm, I can't think of it, but there's words like um, loving you with all your edges and all your something. <laughs> what is that song? Hmm. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm going to put it, I'll put it in the, uh, in, in the notes, but I do think that, yeah, that's very insightful and in how, how you recognize, it's almost like you even go into be self-aware because our our conditioning and how we've experienced emotions throughout our life, you know, we might've experienced anger in a certain way and then have a go-to response with that anger. And, Mm -hmm. but when you become more self-aware about that, you can actually then implement tools or ways to handle that anger. Cause it's not about, you know, it's, it's actually just recognizing your response to something if that brings me anger, well, it's not the other person necessarily. It's actually me (laughs) and how I am reacting to that and observing myself, observing, okay, well, how do I respond to that? What is it about me that is triggered by that, that I need to work on myself? It always comes back to self, doesn't it? You know, somebody else's success makes us can make people feel jealous or somebody else's success can make someone feel expanded and think that's possible for me too. Yeah, it always comes back to self. And that's why I feel like the quote, ignorance is bliss exists because it's a lot of responsibility to be responsible for your emotions. There are some days where I find myself going, Oh, but can't I just blame this person? <laughs> Can I just, you know, be angry at them because they did this and, you know, it's so bad. You, you don't feel empowered by that though, because then you're going through life looking for the perfect people to be around you. And we know that we cannot be perfect. There's the perfect imperfection. However, I feel like if we have this standard for other people to make sure that we don't ever feel angry, then the relationships will strain around us. And I found Mm -hmm. that when I did my own healing and emotional awareness and love for myself, my relationships changed a lot Mm. in a good way. (laughs) In a good way. Of course. Yeah, of course. Because I think when you change, it also encourages others to change or to respond differently too. Not always, you know, I think everybody's on their own individual journey, but I think there is an element to that where it's, it's kind of showing what it, if I respond this way with love and with kindness and compassion and my ego doesn't get involved and kind of have to be righteous or right about something, it doesn't matter. Like in the end, it just doesn't matter that situation. Nothing is ever so insurmountable, right? That's what I feel. And so it's really just allowing yourself to move through that emotion as quickly, well, for myself, as quickly as I can in in an enlightened way. And that's not always possible because again, as I said, the emotions come through, but every moment is a learning experience. And then you take it from, take it to the next 
you know, situation or relationship or whatever it is. Every experience allows you to, can I grow from this? Okay, what could I do? Or some people just keep repeating the same patterns. Yeah. And when you're done repeating the patterns and you do learn about it, don't you feel like there's nothing that anyone can do that can ever take away from you that power and that Mm -hmm. strength, that resonance you have within yourself when you look within, when you liberate yourself, when you tap into your knowings, your truth, what's true to you. Really, you can be like a naked person out in the world and nothing can really take you down because you don't get me. I get me, you know? Mm. So that's my little advertisement or like selling job on doing more inner work because even though it's frightening sometimes and it might be easier to live through conditions, it's not in any way the same as doing the work and finding resonance and the foundation within you. Yeah, that is just the most excellent way to finish this beautiful podcast episode. <laughs> I think yeah, mic drop. you just did a mic drop. I saw it. So people, it, that was really incredible. So Suki, you just, this was mind blowing. I'd really loved talking to you and talking with you and yeah, everything just totally, yeah, resonated with me and I'm sure it will resonate with my listeners. So thank you again for coming on the show. It's been such a beautiful, beautiful conversation. Sending you love. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for having me. I had a really good time and I am just really incredibly excited for you guys to catch this episode. Yes. All right. Thank you. Thanks so much for sharing your time with me today. I hope you enjoyed the energy we created and gained further insights around what fulfillment means to you. If you love the vibe and want to live a more inspired life, I offer one-on-one coaching with my Foundation for Fulfillment signature course. More freedom, more fulfillment, starting now. Please subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share and leave a review to let others know how this podcast made you feel. And remember, there is no ceiling, only the one you create. So keep raising the roof. Till next time.